When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Steelers star safety Minka Fitzpatrick has his sights set on Ed Reed, Troy Palomalo, and Brian Dawkins. Quote, that's the standard, unquote. Welcome to the Steelers update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. My, how times have changed for the subtly shark-like Steelers secondary. Once a pathetic Pittsburgh weakness, it's now a fast-rising strength that should strike fear in the hearts of opposing quarterbacks. The clear catalyst was the trade last September to acquire Minka Fitzpatrick from the Miami Dolphins. Now Minka is talking about ranking with the great safeties of the past decade or so. Quote, the Ed Reeds and the Palomalus and the Brian Dawkinses of the game, unquote. As Fitzpatrick himself says in an eye-opening extended interview published by Bleacher Report. Said Fitzpatrick, quote, that's the standard that I work to and the standard I try to hold myself to. Now that I'm verbally saying it, I'm going to have to work up to it even more, unquote. But Fitzpatrick is just the biggest name in a talented and rising secondary for the Steelers. Here's how Ed Bouchette, writing for The Athletic, sums up this seminal secondary unit entering the 2020 season. Quote, the Steelers secondary of 2020 shapes up as their best in years. Two of them have made the Pro Bowl last season, quarterback Joe Hayden and Fitzpatrick. That's the first time that has happened since Rod Woodson and Carnell Lake did so for the 1996 season. Cornerback Steven Nelson probably was robbed from making it three in the Pro Bowl because offenses just stopped throwing his way. Of the Steelers' 20 interceptions last season, 15 were swiped by defensive backs, the most since their 2008 Super Bowl championship secondary had 17 of the team's 20 interceptions. Seven of those were by the Hall of Fame bound Troy Palomalu. To put that into perspective, their 2018 secondary had a paltry six of the team's anemic eight interceptions. Best of all, there's every reason to believe the 2020 unit will be even better. Here's the reasons as cited by Ed Bouchette in his great new piece in The Athletic. Quote, Nelson will have had one full season in their scheme. Fitzpatrick arrived via trade before the third game and was thrust right into things without knowing their full defense. The Steelers kept him basically a deep safety last season where he made first team all pro, but they plan to move him around more in this season something they believe will help their other safety, Terrell Edmonds, as he enters his third season. And the Steelers finally have depth at cornerback as well. Mike Hilton has proved to be a good slot corner. 
Justin Lane enters his second season after they drafted him in the third round. They've also expanded plans for Cam Sutton as he enters his fourth season, especially in the nickel defense, unquote, all from the great Ed Bouchette. Hey, in other words, the ball hawking future is very bright indeed in Pittsburgh. Opposing quarterbacks better be quaking in their nikes. And while it does get all the hype, it is not hyperbole to say this stunning Steelers turnaround can be traced to a single trade that was initially panned both in Pittsburgh and around the NFL. We forget about it now in the afterglow, but this is how Minka Fitzpatrick's Pittsburgh arrival was initially poo-pooed. It's ably described in that aforementioned standout bleacher report on Minka Fitzpatrick. Quote, on September 26th, off Fitzpatrick went to Pittsburgh. The Dolphins traded him along with a 2020 fourth round pick and a 2021 seventh round pick for a 2020 first and fifth round picks and a 2021 sixth round pick from the Steelers. The Steelers looked bad mortgaging the future for the present after losing aging future Hall of Fame quarterback Ben Roethlisberger for this season to an elbow injury seemed unconscionable to many. Fitzpatrick looked bad, bowing right at the onset of a massive rebuild for the Dolphins made him seem like a sore loser, unquote, from that Bleacher Report article. Loser? Minka Fitzpatrick a loser? Get real. Fitzpatrick is anything but. In playing safety, he feels he's locked in a chess match. As that Bleacher Report goes on, it's a mind game as much as it is about speed, hands, and hitting. And Fitzpatrick says he's modeling his game on the greats, as Bleacher Reports writes, quote, Instincts fuel the legend. And instincts have always fueled Fitzpatrick's game. He pays attention to everything. Where a receiver's toes are pointed. Where a QB thinks your scheme is weak. Says Fitzpatrick, quote, There's definitely a game within a game. This isn't just people running around hitting each other. There's a gap between the good and the great. And a gap between the great and the elite. I think the elite guys are athletic, and also know how to play the game within a game. Guys that really separate themselves know how to play that game within a game. I just don't like saying stuff, saying, oh, I can be one of the best. I think I prepare, and I train, and work like I want to be one of the best of the best, one of the best to play the game. I want to be compared to the Ed Reeds and the Paula Malus and the Brian Dawkinses of the game. Unquote. Great stuff from Fitzpatrick. And he's not only saying it, he's doing it. Need proof? Check out a video of a possessed Fitzpatrick working out at Steelers training camp at Heinz Field. For all you podcast folks, the clip will be in my column Posted to penlive.com first thing Thursday morning. So check it out. And I guarantee it will get the adrenaline pumping. And that is good because I have a great edition of the Steelers grab bag. Also to satisfy all your informational needs coming out of the 
412 area code. So let's get right to it. Well, we bid a happy trails to Neon Dion Primetime Sanders. He is leaving the league-owned NFL Network after refusing to accept a pay cut. The NFL Network said in a statement, quote, Dion has been one of the key figures responsible for the growth of the NFL Network. We thank him for his work and we wish him the best in the future. But Steelers fans should not be weeping for the departure of Sanders. They won't miss him all that much. After all, Sanders was a big, and I mean big, Antonio Brown fan, even working out with the troubled wide receiver who's still attempting to get back into the NFL, perhaps with the rival Baltimore Ravens, but that's another story for another day. And if that's not all when it comes to Sanders, he was a sharp-tongued critic of Big Ben Roethlisberger, especially in that big breakup in Pittsburgh when Brown played diva and wanted out of the 412 area code. Sanders and many others in the national media wrongly blamed it all on Big Ben. Now we know who really was to blame. Alas, the next time we see Sanders, it might not be behind a TV microphone at all, but behind the white lines of a sideline as a coach. He'd love to coach college football, so we shall see. Meanwhile, this is the kind of Pittsburgh bye-bye Sanders is getting in Steelers country. It comes via tweet from radio host Andrew Filipponi. Quote, prime time was president of the Antonio Brown fan club and number one enemy of Big Ben in the football media. Good riddance, Neon Dion, unquote. Another Pittsburgh player could be bidding adieu, and that is Juju Smith-Schuster, but not before he has a monster 2020 season with the Steelers. So why is Smith-Schuster's stock up so high and going still higher heading into 2020? Perhaps it has something to do with this stat reflecting the piss-poor quarterback play in Pittsburgh last season after Big Ben went down in the second game. This tweeted tidbit tantalizing us about what's in store for Juju comes from Blitzburg. Quote, just 31% of Smith-Schuster's targets, 10-yard-plus downfield, were deemed accurate last year. That's the 64th lowest rating of 71 qualifying wide receivers rated in the NFL. In other words, anytime they went more than 10 yards downfield to Juju, there was a nearly 70% chance that throw was way off the mark and uncatchable for Smith-Schuster. Do you think that'll happen this year with Ben Roethlisberger and his surgically repaired elbow? back at the helm and pulling the trigger? I don't think so. That's why Smith Schuster, who also had nagging injuries last year, is slated to shoot like a rocket, especially in fantasy football. Yeah, surely he is primed for a big comeback and it comes just in time for his contract year. And that's the rub because it will likely take Juju out of Pittsburgh to be paid. Certainly you won't hear David DeCastro trying to put a happy face on last year's subpar Steelers offense. 
The smart Stanford product would never insult Pittsburgh's intelligence that way. So the stout Steelers guard got real in a recent interview, telling Trib Live these words to sum up the state of the Steelers' O last year. Quote, a tough year. Not fun. Pretty terrible. Last year, stunk. Hey, that about sums it up. And he goes on. Quote, just a global not good. You start to lose confidence just a little bit and you are just kind of struggling. It was a tough year, especially when we were used to having great years, unquote. As Trib Live writes, it wasn't long ago that 30 points per game was the Steelers' stated and not unreasonable goal. In 2019, the offense couldn't achieve that once. In fact, the Steelers scored one offensive touchdown in eight of their final nine games. They scored exactly 10 points in each of their final three games, all defeats, and they eclipsed the 300 yards of offense mark just three times over their final 12 games. For perspective, 27 of the NFL's 30 teams averaged 300 yards of offense per game, unquote, all from Trib Live's report. The bottom line is what was bad became worse and by the end of the season the Steelers offense was demoralized here's how DeCastro sums it up quote you lose confidence and it just kind of snowballs you find ways to lose games you can't win when your defense is getting five turnovers yeah it was a pretty tough year it falls on everybody that's why it's a team sport you can't lose that confidence you have to be better but hopefully we will have a better attitude this year and hopefully stay healthy, unquote. Hey, there's a lot of hoping involved, and as down as DeCastro still sounds, there can be no hangover this season, and the Steelers made sure of that. Not only is a surgically repaired Roethlisberger slated to be back and maybe even as good or better than ever, there are these additions to go along with the new-look Steelers offense. As Trib Live notes, Three of their first four draft picks in 2020 were on the offensive side of the ball, as were their three most prominent free agent signings in the form of tight end Eric Ebron, fullback Derek Watt, and interior lineman Stefan Winooski, unquote. So if you add it all up and you look at what all the things that went wrong last year with Juju and Big Ben and the offense and the backup quarterbacks, the sky could be the limit for the Steelers' O in 2020. Let's hope. And that is your Steelers Update podcast for now. Of course, download the audio as soon as it hits the tape every Wednesday afternoon, wherever you download your favorite podcasts and audio. And of course, log on to Steelers.com anytime for your real-time Steelers news, but especially first thing Thursday when the column related to this podcast goes live. See you there, folks, and see you every Wednesday for the Steelers Update Podcast. Bye-bye, everybody.